Welcome friends to Talking Transformative Love Podcast and in today's episode we have Eliza Gallamberti who graduated from Loretto Mandeville Hall in 2021. Eliza, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. And I remember, Eliza, that I worked a little bit with you and Sally in 2021 because Correct. you were the captains. Yes, that's right. Uh, and we did a lot of uh, work on justice issues. And I remember we had this, um, well, you had this uh, justice club or something. Social justice club, yeah. that's right. Yes. That was during lunch times. So we've, I've spent a bit of time with you and Sally, and I even remember towards the end of my experience in Turak, uh, we did a video and I interviewed both of you. That's right. I don't know if you've ever saw the results of that video. I haven't. <laughs> well, I ended up actually editing that video and I sent it to the staff from the school. And I believe Michelle McCarty actually showed that video to the staff. Oh, really? And everyone was really moved by it. Oh, that's um, so lovely. So, and that was, that was amazing. That's what I remember from that experience and the fact that I think shortly after we went into another lockdown. So it was a very tricky year for all of us. I'm sure more for you. Um, but yeah, I remember doing, uh, you know, I would ride my bike from Hawthorne um, and just spending every Wednesday with all of you as leaders. And I learned a lot from you. Um, so I'm glad that you're here. Uh, and I know that you're a child of an immigrant um, family or parents and you grew up in an Italian household. Uh, what do you think is the belief system that shaped your childhood? Yeah, definitely. So my grandparents moved here, basically had my dad on the way over kind of thing. It was a very tight time frame. And when my family came to Australia from Italy, they came with nothing. My grandparents spoke no English. My dad went to school speaking no English at all. And I think that was really hard for them. And they, yeah. they developed this motto of never give up. So as so many immigrants face, there's a lot of challenges along the way. Yeah. He faced, you know, bullying in school, the yeah. smelly salami sandwiches yeah. and all that kind of thing. And yeah. um, I, they developed this real philosophy of putting one foot in front of the other. Mm. And I think that as I've grown up, I had an amazing support network at Loretto and I'm so grateful for that. But moving into uni, moving into the workforce and the real world, you really have to take the, everything you learn from that really supportive environment and keep putting one foot in front of the other and never giving up to really find a new sense of belonging. Yeah. Because for so long, my yeah. sense of belonging and my identity was being a Loretto girl and the environment that I had there. Yeah, and so having that identity, because I know that you said to us that um, you went to L Loretto school um, at the age of five. Correct. So prep. Prep. And, and you even said just, you know, um, before we started recording is that, um, you know, Tony Mather, Sister Tony Mather. And a lot of people who will be listening to this podcast know Sister Tony Mather. She's very loved. Um, but I don't know if you know, but Sister Tony Mather comes from a Lebanese oh, I family, know that. actually. So she also comes from and she has an immigrant background. Um, so I suppose... People who come from other countries to settle in Australia become such um, survivalists because they're constantly re-identifying themselves For and sure. uh, to live in a new community. 
and so, try to find new ways to connect with yeah. that community and assimilate, definitely. Yeah, so what about you having this Loretto identity? Because five is very young. Um, so having that formative experience in the Loretto education and having that, that identity as Loretto, where do you find that identity uh, or how, do, how does that sense of identity manifest itself now that you are outside of Loretto? For sure. So one of my first formative memories at Loretto is learning the five values. Yeah. So at Loretto Turak, they're justice, freedom, felicity, sincerity and verity. And every year we choose one to focus on for that yes. year. But I was very lucky. My prep year was a 400 year anniversary. So we wow. did all five in that year. Did you? Yeah, we did. Wow. And my favourite one was Verity. That's one that's really stuck with me. But I think throughout my everyday life, these five values are really how you can pick who's a Loretto girl. Like I've been at brunches on a Sunday and I hear someone saying, oh, I didn't know that I'm from Sydney. And I turned around and said, you didn't by any chance go to a Loretto. And she put her hand up and she had a Loretto graduation ah. ring on and she'd gone to Loretto Kirribilli. And it's that sincerity in conversation and it's the genuine nature of Loretto girls that's really how I feel like a Loretto girl in my everyday life. Or, you yeah. know, if someone says something and it like hurts my feelings or whatever I'm like I've got my Loretto community to fall back on I know you know my Loretto sisters would never say something like that to me and that bond bonds us together that's sure. beautiful so why Verity Tell us about verity. Yeah. What does it mean? So verity, I feel like it's a bit of an old word, but it really means like finding your truth yes. and being really honest with yourself and genuine. And I think in a world where it's so many things are constantly changing or being from an immigrant family myself where my dad was constantly trying to find ways where he could relate to other people and, you know, fit with the crowd. And I, obviously everyone goes through that themselves. I think that making sure you're true to yourself is really, really important and never living your life because that's the way you're expected to live yeah. it, living your life because that's what makes you happy. Yeah, and so in terms of being a 19-year-old mm. living in this contemporary world, finding your own truth is hard. It is. There's so many social pressures yeah. and academic pressures and you just have to kind of centre yourself and remind yourself to be who you are. So how would you how would you centre yourself? What would you do? Centre yourself. Yeah. Yeah, so we were really lucky. This was another thing that a Loretto education taught me was positive education. Yes. So at once a week, at least every week, we would sit and meditate. Yeah. And I think that just focusing on your breathing and trying to kind of clear all those thoughts from your head, even if it's just for 10 minutes, yeah. especially as a 12-year-old, that's really hard to clear your head for yeah. 10 or so minutes. But just focusing on your breathing and being in touch with yourself or having your palms on the table or your feet flat on the floor, it's like a really grounding experience and that just helps you just sit with yourself for even just 10 minutes and through doing that you really find what's important to you what makes you happy because when you're happy you're truly happy and you're being genuine you feel that same sense of almost relaxation that you feel when you're meditating yeah it's amazing how grounded you sound <laughs> like you, you. you know you've got it all worked, worked out, out. <laughs> it's amazing because I often think you know uh, when things go um, I guess uh, unexpected whatever when things happen in your life not in the way that you expected them to or when there is this enormous amount of pressure on mm. you 
I probably wouldn't be that person that could think, well, because I haven't had Loretta education, maybe mm. that's why. But I couldn't be that person who can say, okay, stop, pause, two feet on the ground. Like just what you've just said uh, about things that we can do with our bodies mm. that can ground us. So is that what you do in, in, when it's a moment of crisis? Yeah, absolutely. And it definitely takes practice because I've been doing that since I was 10 or so years old. But I think obviously having a big leadership position at school and going into a very full-on university course, it gets really overwhelming and you definitely need to take time for yourself and just even identify when you're feeling that way and feeling overwhelmed and just take that time for yourself. Yeah, you're, you're amazing. Maybe you <laughs> could teach you. me about these things. <laughs> um, now, you uh, stand by the very famous quote, uh, seekers of truth and doers of justice. And having graduated from Loretto Mandeville Hall in 2021, uh, tell us the insights you have gained from having had a Loretto education, besides from obviously being really grounded, which is which comes across so strongly. Oh, thank you. I, for me, I think that the real the really big thing that stands out from the Loretto education is that passion for social justice, because. It's so easy when you're in an amazing school like Loretto, yeah. surrounded by amazing yes. people, to get really trapped in a bubble. Yeah. And I think that the social justice program is really special. And the one that stands out for me is every year we have a feast day, yeah. which is like a celebration day where we raise funds for Loretto sisters working overseas. Yeah. So I, I remember for a few years we did Timor Leste. Yes. So, and um. I remember one year we raised money for them to build a wall around their school because there's so much civil unrest and yeah. gunfire that it was really dangerous for them to be seeking an education, which to us is so challenging to comprehend because in Australia we're so lucky that we can go to school and we don't have to fear seeking an education, especially as women. And I think by having all those insights and that awareness of what's going on around the world and even in our own backyard in Australia that not everyone's so lucky that they get an education really builds a passion for social justice and I'm so grateful that Loretto even offered opportunities for social justice outside of school because that's given me the courage and the confidence yeah. to pursue social justice outside of school Absolutely, as well. Yeah and we had um uh, one of our first uh, interviews that we did was with Dr. Susan Stevens. And um, one of the things she said that has really, I guess, um, struck all of us was that she said the moment those girls, Loretto girls, walk through that gate, they know, they, they, they should know or they know that they're in a privileged position. Absolutely. And you have... Um, I suppose what you're saying about education, everyone is in so much, so many different contexts of education. You know, mm. some kids don't even have a desk to write on. Or, um, For sure. The, and the resources, the technology yeah, that we had yeah. was just incredible. And I think that's why Loretto Girls are doers of justice. Yeah. Because it's so unjust the, that it's not a level playing field around exactly. the world. Yeah. And I think um, that's what comes across to me is that you've really used that sense of uh, privilege and the resources you've had, the opportunities you've had for the greater good. Um, so it's amazing, Eliza, what you've done. Thank you. Um, now you're currently studying biomedicine. Correct. I, I, uh, this, is, this is interesting. You're studying <laughs> biomedicine. Uh, you're doing, I guess, medical law. 
I don't know what all that means, but you're going to tell <laughs> us. Um, and in a sense, you're combining your love for science and law. Exactly. Uh, I feel like you're just too gifted. Um, why did you choose this particular pathway and what do you think your calling or vocation is? Yeah, so for me, it's really interesting because there are pivotal points in my education at Loretto and specific teachers that are the reason that I do what I do. My, yeah. I did year 12 biology in year 11 and my teacher, he is the reason I have a passion for biology. Who's that? We so can plug name, him in. Yeah, his name's Mr. Mac. So yeah. <laughs> um, his passion, the way he teaches the subject, really instilled a passion for biology for me. And I really think that medicine is such an interesting way to help people. There's, there is infinite infinite knowledge that we can gain from medical research and medicine but another element of my Loretto education was a real um, passion for public speaking and I was like I have a really loud voice (laughs) and a real passion for justice so I would love to use my voice to help others and that's where I found if I can be another person's voice that's the law element and Miss Cree was another amazing teacher who was by my side through the late night study sessions and yeah. you know she was there with me through everything those two two teachers really combined my passion for science and law and standing up for justice and I thought that that's been the perfect way that I can help the community you know yeah. everyone deserves a voice mm. regardless of wealth or power or Absolutely. anything that's yes. going on and people who are victims of medical mishaps or you know thalidomide asbestosis they're often the people who don't have the voice themselves and I really want to fight for those people yeah that's amazing and I think you will and <laughs> those those I'm sure a lot of um the teachers at the school will listen to your podcast um and I guess they'll see the fruit of education and what it has done um for you in your life But I I definitely see you as an advocate for a lot of people. And I think that's what the world needs is more advocates, Um, especially if you're gifted and and you're somebody. Yesterday we interviewed somebody and they said to us, and I can't remember, I shouldn't remember who it was that said it, but they said the vocation is basically finding out the need that's out there. It's need that meets your skill and giftedness. That's Absolutely, that intersection. Is. Yeah, and I truly feel that's my calling because yeah. I knew my calling was to help people. And I think if you can combine your passions with how you want to contribute to the world, that's where you achieve the most because that's where you're doing what you're born to do. Yeah, and do, do in terms of speaking of voice, mm. have you ever felt in your life that you didn't have a voice? It's. I feel like it's been different at different times. Like I've definitely had kind of setbacks or you know challenges where I feel like it's really hard to use my voice yeah I think that especially being at Loretto my whole life I was really lucky to feel listened to but I think when you're facing a challenge within yourself that's when it's really hard to use your voice so people can hear you yeah if you know what I mean like so did you find that um when you didn't have a voice that there were people who advocated for you And if so, who were those people? I definitely think um, 
that teacher, Miss Cree Cree, that I was talking about in a COVID lockdown, you know, it was really hard, feeling really isolated. And she really made sure that we knew when things were doing, when we were doing really tough, that she was going to be there in the ear of the our coordinators and, you know, communicating what we needed from home. And our teachers would send us home little face masks and chocolates and yeah. self-care. And I think when we felt so isolated and we were doing things really hard ourselves, having someone like that who was able to communicate your needs even when I wasn't able to, that was really special. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful because it's about, I think it's about tapping into people who can support you when the when the journey gets really tough. For um, sure. Now, in obviously in the conversation with you prior to this podcast interview, you said that you still wear the Loretto ribbon and that Loretto feels like home and I and you've really articulated that that it, it is your home uh, will you unpack the symbolism that you've described and the feeling that you have shared uh, and maybe even give us a story uh, or some sort of insight the friendships and even relationships with staff and teachers that I made at Loretto are unlike anything I will ever experience in my life. They are truly connections that I will have for the rest of my life. And that spirit and that emotion that is connected to those relationships is so special to me. And the symbolism of the ribbon, every single day, part of our uniform was to wear a crisp white ribbon in our hair. And it was just such a symbol of unity because despite everyone has different interests, whether they're academic or um, sporting or, you know, theatrical and Loretto supports all of those no matter what. And we were united by that ribbon. So even now, since I've left school, like there was one particular day I had a assignment due in the morning and I had a massive pitch for this committee in the afternoon. And I was so nervous. I had a class after that. And I was like, today, I really need that Mary Ward energy, that Loretto spirit <laughs> with me. Yeah. And I got out at the Loretto ladies lunch and they gave a pink ribbon that said Loretto on it. And I put that in my hair or every year when we have our theme, we have a Felicity ribbon, a justice ribbon. So I'll pick one that matches what I'm wearing. I put that in my hair and it just makes me feel like I have that Loretto Mary Ward spirit with me. Yeah. And that's beautiful. I like that Mary Ward vibe. Now, Eliza, there is a very famous Mary Oliver poem, uh, and I love this quote, and it goes something like this. What is it that you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? I have come to know the wild and precious person that you are, and and we've actually come to know that a lot during this podcast. Will you share with our audience who Eliza is? And what does she plan to do with her one wild and precious life? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting, that's a really big question. I really want to be an advocate for people who don't have a voice. I think if I could give everyone a Loretto education and give everyone the experience I had, I would. I don't know if I can do that. If I, That would be the goal of my <laughs> yeah, wild and precious never life. Know. Never yeah. know. But if I can't do that, I really want to be someone who stands up for justice. And I think within myself, that is that is the meaning of felicity. Felicity is that inner feeling of joy and genuine happiness. And for me, doing giving that to the community and being that voice for the voiceless, that's what makes me genuinely happy. So that's what I want to do with my wild and precious life. Oh, that's beautiful. And what 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 do you uh, I suppose 
what do you do now as a 19-year-old that keeps you young yeah. and, I suppose, wild? Um, yeah, what, what gives you energy? What do you do? I'm really lucky that this year Loretto brought me back on in the sports and mentoring department. So I have a year four and a year five netball oh, team. Cute. And those girls, they never run out of energy. <laughs> They're always so happy to see me. And I think I had so many role models like that when I was growing up. I really love being a role model for them. And nothing makes me smile more than when I walk in on a Friday afternoon and they oh. run up and give me a hug. So that's what keeps me like wild and free. Does it? So <laughs> yeah. So you're obviously still connected with the schools yes. um, and you, I suppose you're planning to stay connected. Absolutely. Um, love it. And, and to me, it has really come across that you've had such a positive experience uh, with Loretto education, but also with Loretto family and community. Absolutely. And um, what would be your, I suppose, what would be your words of advice or words of wisdom because I feel like you're so much wiser than I'll ever be uh I don't think I was like this when I was 19 um but what would be your words of wisdom to people who want to find that sense of belonging in a community I really think you have to just throw yourself and dive into every possible opportunity because you're never going to know what's really for you until you try it. And as much as I made the most of every opportunity at Loretto, and I'm so grateful for that because I was in such a padded space and I knew that no matter how much I embarrassed myself, everyone around me was going to laugh with me and not at me and it was going to be fun. In uni and the real world, things are so different and it's really scary to dive into something new and try different things. But I think to really find yourself and what makes you happy, you really have to just put yourself out there and not worry about whether you're going to embarrass yourself. Of course, you're going to stumble. Of course, you're going to trip. But Mm. you will find what makes you happy if you do that. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you for being such a Mary Ward woman. Thank you for having me. It's been a, an honour to have this conversation with you. And I've learned so much from you, um, even though we're on such different generations. Um, but I've learned a lot from you. And it's, uh, it's really been transformative for me. Thank you. I've learned so much from you as well. Thank you. <laughs>